All right, one, two, three, check. <clears throat> This is the Effective Mindset Podcast, episode 25. 25? Actually, <laughs> hold on, let's check. Uh, how many fucking episodes have I recorded to date? How many have I recorded? That's one. How many have I uploaded? That's two, because I've recorded plenty. But yeah, it is episode 25 of the Effective Mindset Podcast, and let's go. So let's start with the born legacy okay i need to straighten a few things out uh when it comes to the previous episode i've um, made a few remarks uh which turned out to be not very accurate okay um although they were genuine you know that's that's just my lack of education on the subject so The Born Legacy, actually a really good fucking movie with Jeremy Renner. As it turns out, I haven't done any fucking research whatsoever before talking about, you know, about the movie on the last episode of the podcast. Uh, because Jason Bourne remains Jason Bourne. As in, the Jason Bourne on the screen remains being Matt Damon. Uh, Jeremy Renner's character is actually someone totally different. Um, his name's... Aaron Cross, and he's from another covert CIA program that followed Treadstone, um, which was Jason Bourne, you know. Um, and yeah, maybe he's not as fucking badass, not as fucking, you know, not as much of a fucking savage when it comes to fights and everything as Jason Bourne, but I'd still say he's a fucking beast, all right? Um, just so we're clear, I haven't finished watching it, uh, because... I passed out last night about 90 minutes into the movie. Uh, so I'll finish watching it tonight once I'm done recording. Um, but yeah, overall, a really, really good movie, which I had, you know, had an occasion to uh, watch a few times before. And yet I never did. Uh, and I'm glad that I didn't. Because perhaps I needed to grow into the idea of it being something else than Matt Damon's portrayal of... Jason Bourne, you know, thankfully, I discovered the truth, uh, thankfully, it turned out to be great, and thankfully, uh, Jason Bourne remains one of my absolutely favorite characters ever, um, so yeah, but I, The Bourne Legacy, I think it was a great movie, um, like I said, The Bourne Trilogy, okay, so The Bourne Identity, Supremacy, and ultimatum those are my absolutely favorite the three favorite born movies okay then there's jason born uh, which is the fourth matt damon born movie and then there's the uh the born legacy but don't get me wrong the born legacy is still a lot lot better movie than many fucking bullshit movies that i've watched over the years you know many bullshit action movies many bullshit action thrillers etc this one's actually really good so if you've you know if you've been kind of discouraged to watch it because i and i that's that's not matt damon i you know yeah it's not but then again aaron cross isn't jason bourne and had i never had done some fucking have i had had i done some fucking research prior to the uh, to recording the previous episode when it comes to Jason Bourne and when it comes to the Bourne legacy, I would have known that those are quite distinct things that only, you know, parts of the plot are, 
sort of like interlinked, whatever, how would you, how would you call it? Um, woven with each other. Um, but yeah, that's it. Other than that, uh, I'm pretty much done with the born saga on on Netflix, which uh, which always comes to uh, some kind of sadness, you know, um, once you're done watching something that you really really like. So, what else would I like to see on Netflix that isn't there at the moment? Obviously, obviously, Californication. I think Californication used to be on Netflix before. Um, I do have a pretty good memory of it being there. I know that Californication is now on Now TV um, here in England. Um, obviously, Showtime on demand and all those places. But yeah, it w- it would just. I think it would make a lot of sense if they brought it back uh, onto Netflix. You know, all seven seasons. It's absolutely one of the funniest fucking things I've ever watched. So uh, so yeah, it'd be nice. When I was. Um, Movies, you know, I would really like Michael Clayton to be on on Netflix. Michael Clayton is that uh, movie with George Clooney being a uh, lawyer slash fixer. I don't think he's a lawyer. I think he's actually a fixer. Um, which is it's it's another great movie. It's a thriller. I really like it. Um, Michael Clayton. Um, what else? Ray Donovan, obviously I've been saying it forever, um, Ray Donovan was never on Netflix, obviously the show only ended last year, um, or like early this year, I don't, I don't remember, um, I've been fucking binge watching all seasons, um, over the past few months, ever since the lockdown started, I'm all, you know, caught up, and, um, yeah, this whole fucking lockdown, right? This whole fucking lockdown. This whole fucking COVID. All this fucking shit. It fucked up entirely. The whole fucking entertainment industry, all right? I know, I understand, all right? I understand that a lot of bad shit happened. You know, a lot a lot worse things happened. As in people fucking died. You know, some people got really ill. Um, some elderly people died. Uh, in loneliness, you know, like disconnected from their families because there was no visits, no nothing, you know, lockdown, fucking draconian rules, etc. I get it. And I am not trying to undermine any of it, okay? I'm not trying to marginalize any of that. It's all horrible, okay? And so is the fact that so many fucking TV series, so many movies, all of that shit got put on hold. All of that shit got, a lot of shit got cancelled, okay? A lot of fucking restaurants got closed and all that shit. But I'm talking about the industry here uh, and the entertainment industry, right? Which is the industry that, in one way or another, uh, every one of us has something to do with, okay? Um, as in, like, we're all customers, Okay, we're all, you know, the audience, we're all watching that shit. We're all fucking, everybody's watching something. Okay, everybody's reading something. Everybody's like, everybody consumes some kind of entertainment. And all of a sudden, it turns out that most of the entertainment that was being made um, is, you know, made on totally different terms or isn't being made because of obviously all of the complications that emerged 
as a result of lockdown, etc. Um, and, you know, as a big fan of uh, Showtime's Ray Donovan, uh, as a big fan of, those, of, of that uh, show, I have been following all of the news regarding it. You know, the show was apparently getting cancelled this year, as in, you know, that was going to be it. it. It ended. Then Leif Schreiber said on Twitter that, you know, it, or, or somewhere on the internet, that, you know, it, it might not necessarily be over yet. It all depends on our fans. You know, if we if we do get a some some tremendous demand um, for the next season, then, then we might just make it happen. And what do you think is going to happen now that we have the fucking lockdown going on? The second lockdown was just introduced in the UK literally three days ago. So so what the fuck now? I, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go in the in New York. I don't know how it's going to go in the uh, LA and all that. I'm not sure where uh, did they want to, you know, the season eight to happen. Um, but I do know one thing for sure. It If it's going to happen, then it's going to be on totally different terms. And I don't necessarily want to see the fucking BLM and Antifa movement marching through one of the fucking episodes of Ray Donovan. Because it's just, I don't, I don't want that shit to fucking mess around with the, with the show that I got. Uh, and to be honest with you, if, if, if that's what would happen, then I think maybe it's a fucking blessing that it got discontinued. Maybe it was perfect timing, you know? Maybe it just wasn't meant to be. Maybe it's a good thing that it happened, you know? Maybe it's a good thing that they, you know, that... I don't know. You can look at the good side, you can look at the bad side of it. End of the day, I think it could have been so much worse, you know, if they if they carried on. Um, the ending was absolutely unsatisfying, you know? There were so many... Um, plots, so many things that, that were not finished, you know, so many stories within that big, big story that was Ray Donovan, uh, the whole show, you know, that you, there were just too many things that weren't properly ended, you know, it's just left too many clues unsolved, um, just like in case of Sopranos, you know, the Sopranos. But yeah. So that's 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 what I think. Uh, obviously, that's just what I think. It's not necessarily facts or truth. It's just you know how I see it. So that's just my opinion. But yeah, uh, bring it back, Showtime. Bring it back, but without all this fucking lunacy uh, that goes on these days. You know, because um, I'm not sure if anyone could pull it off uh, in a in in a good light. You know, unless obviously you're gonna criticize a lot. Then sure. But then okay, let's uh let's move on from the Netflix and the and Showtime and my favorite TV series and my favorite movies and all that. Uh speaking of favorite movies, one more request to Netflix if anyone at all uh from you know from over there is listening. Heat. Okay. Heat with Al Pacino and Robert De Niro uh and John Voight. And um, 
and yeah, that's it for now. Um, just please bring it on to fucking Netflix. It's I've got it on Apple TV just so we're clear. But it, I just think it should be there. Uh, oh, and by the way, how many... <laughs> How many of you that have fucking cancelled your subscriptions, etc., following some some stupid French movie? Um, oh, you know, man, I got so triggered. I just couldn't. I just couldn't possibly. I I just couldn't imagine sleeping at night knowing that I continued having my Netflix subscription with those people. I I don't even know what they fucking advertise, but it's just horrible. Um, I'll tell you what. I don't fucking know what the French movie was all about. The last thing I want to watch is some fucking kids twerking, okay? Let's just make it clear. I am not interested in the movie and I'm not gonna fucking watch it and that's where it ends. It doesn't mean that because some French freak uploaded some, you know, made some fucking movie and uploaded it on Netflix, uh, that because I get, I don't know, uh, not too comfortable with the subject that I'm supposed to cancel my fucking Netflix subscription. That's preposterous, okay? That's insane. And it's not gonna happen. I'm not fucking cancelling my Netflix subscription. Just like I haven't cancelled my Netflix subscription when I found out that the star of my favorite TV series at the time, uh, which is House of Cards, obviously, that he was fucking around on some fucking bartenders, etc. What do I fucking care about who Kevin Spacey fucks or, or fucking who he exposes himself to? You know, obviously it's not appropriate. It's fucked up, if you ask me, but I am not on Netflix for all the fucking personal drama of actors and stars and all of those people, all right? I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck if Kevin Spacey takes his fucking dick out and shows it to a bartender uh, on a fucking cigarette break. <laughs> I don't fucking give a shit, all right? What I give a shit about is the fact yeah, that he is a great actor, okay? Kevin Spacey is an exceptional actor. And anyone who's trying to tell me otherwise don't know what the fuck they're talking about or maybe, you know, they have a different opinion than mine to which they're obviously entitled. You know, it's, it's your call, whatever. But don't tell me he's a bad actor, because he ain't. He's a fucking superstar actor, okay? Maybe he's got some superstar stupid fucking habits, etc. I'm not trying to justify those by any means whatsoever. I'm just saying I don't give a fuck about his personal life and I don't give a fuck about his life whatsoever off stage, off screen, you know. Off the screen, do whatever the fuck makes you happy. In your private, in your own life, do whatever the fuck you want to do as long as other people don't suffer because of your actions. So so maybe, you know, exposing yourself to other people, maybe it's not the best idea. <laughs> but to get cancelled for that, you know, to get to get fired from one of the biggest money making shows in history, okay? Let's just make one thing clear. It wasn't just a fucking show on Netflix, okay? House of Cards Kevin Spacey and uh, the producers and, you know, the directors and all of them. I think it was Kevin Spacey's idea to go to Netflix. Uh, and I think they went to quite a few different platforms and eventually settled, you know, on Netflix. Like, I think Netflix offered the best terms. They gave him $100 million to uh, produce the first two seasons, as far as I remember. So it was 
extremely expensive for Netflix policy, but also it was the first series, the first show that you could binge watch all at once. It was just like they released the whole thing all at once. I think Kevin Spacey was a pioneer when it comes to that idea, as far as I can remember. Or, you know, he was one of the people responsible for uh, for that, you know, for that project, um, for that format of um, of releasing the show. Okay, rather than uh, having you wait every week or whatever uh, for the next episode, you know, and and sort of like some people gradually losing interest in the in the in the actual show you know some of the people are not being able to catch up with the story because you know oh what if i miss it what if this or that no now you can watch the fucking thing all at once all you need is a netflix subscription and and some time okay and if you have time you can watch the whole fucking thing within within 24 hours because there's 13 episodes in a season if i remember right 12 or 13 and so that's it, you know. So not only was he responsible for implementing, introducing that idea, you know, this this idea of um, letting you decide whether or not you want to watch the whole thing in one go or whether you want to watch it over the course of a month or however you prefer to watch it. Not only was he responsible for introducing that idea and it worked it paid off big time for Netflix and paid off big time for all other companies that followed um, that model, you know. And not only that, he's also one of the most talented, one of the best actors in history, okay? Without a doubt. There is no fucking question about it. But <laughs> he took his fucking dick out on a few occasions, I don't know, got a bit too drunk on that red wine, a bit few, few too many times, whatever. Um, and, you know, and just did some inappropriate shit for which he not only lost his job, um, he also, I don't think, had any jobs since, you know. I don't think he had any jobs since uh, House of Cards fell apart and since all the money in the world uh, his role was replaced with uh, what was his fucking name hold on a second uh, Christopher Plummer okay I hope I get the second name right um, so I think that was the last job that Kevin Spacey officially had um, on screen at least I don't know if he does anything else now other than attends lawsuits you know um but it's just fucking ridiculous what happened. Um, like I said, those two things, you know, work life and personal life should never be interweaved with each other, if that makes sense. Because nothing good ever comes out of it, okay? And that's exactly what happened to Kevin Spacey. He got cancelled because some woke people got fucking upset over the fact that he's... Um, that he's done some irresponsible shit in his private life. Which, like I said, okay, fair play, but then not really so fair when you really think about it, because who really gives a shit what you do in the privacy of your own home? Okay? I get it. It's maybe inappropriate to pick on fucking bartenders uh, without their consent. Fair play. But eventually... 
this whole fucking thing shouldn't go any further than to court. And if the court, if the judge decided, or the, or the jury or whatever, if in court it was decided that, yes, Kevin Spacey's conduct, his behavior, his actions, whatever, were inappropriate, then the person seeking some kind of compensation should get compensated. And that's where it should end, in court. Not in his fucking professional life being destroyed. Because that, where does that get us? Like, where does it end? Where the fuck does it end? And what are, like, like what are the merits? Um, you know, like, like w- what are the credentials here? Like, wh- what are we talking about? Like, what are the conditions on which someone could get fired? As in, like, who decides what situation is fair to fire somebody or not? Like, who, who decides that? That's that's what I that's that's what I really don't understand. Who decide what is appropriate to be cancelled over, or what isn't? You know, like like that is really, really confusing. And you know, I think the most logical answer that I could come up with is that it isn't a logical process. Okay. It is not a very well thought out process, the process of canceling people. Um, it is not responsible. It is not considering the consequences that might emerge as a result of such cancellation. None of those things are being considered when the cancellation is being introduced into, into the real life. So, like I said, I think to cancel someone because of some fucked up shit they did in the private life, to cancel their career because of that, is not only narrow-minded, it is also very irresponsible and much more damaging than you might initially think. So, yeah, bring fucking Kevin Spacey back. For fuck's sake. Do you remember The Usual Suspects? Do you remember LA Confidential? Do you remember American Beauty? (laughs) Okay, that was a bit creepy, I get it. But it was a great fucking movie, okay? And this is my fucking problem. Things these days, uh, in a woke era, you know, so many things that were widely accepted back in the day are now becoming commonly unacceptable, okay? Imagine Heat, okay? The 1995 movie uh, by Michael Mann with Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. I've mentioned that movie so many times that you probably get sick hearing of it. But imagine that fucking movie now. That's why Quentin Tarantino, Martin Scorsese, um... That's why they have such a fucking big audience these days, because there still are so many people out there who don't want to put up with that fucking woke bullshit, who don't want to put up with that fucking cancel culture, and none of that fucking nonsense, okay? Quentin Tarantino doesn't give a fuck about political correctness, as you can clearly tell, by so many of his movies, I think by every single one of them. Martin Scorsese doesn't give a fuck about 
political correctness or your hard feelings or any of your fucking feelings for that matter. He just wants to create great art. And a great movie is a great form of art to me. You know, it's quality entertainment is art. Those people are artists. Just like music is art, so is Martin Scorsese or um, Quentin Tarantino movie, okay? Or Coen Brothers, for that matter. Those people don't give a fuck about your hard feelings. If you don't like the movie, then go fuck yourself. Go find someone else, go watch a rom-com, whatever, whatever, whatever floats your boat, you know? But don't try and cancel people because their point of view is slightly different than yours. Or don't try and cancel people because what whatever they create gets under your skin and hurts your feelings because you think that the world revolves around you. You sleazy cunt. The reality is, it's not all fucking daisies and flowers and butterflies and shit. And don't get me wrong, I love flowers and I love butterflies, but the fucking reality is, <laughs> especially now in 2020, that the world resembles Blade Runner or, or a fucking Quentin Tarantino movie or a Black Mirror episode a lot more than it resembles... The fucking Frozen by uh, Disney. <laughs> and uh, don't get me wrong, I don't have kids, so I don't, I'm not really up to date uh, on Frozen. Uh, but I do know that Frozen is all about cultural appropriation and diversity and inclusion. Hey, Mike, I'm, I'm not really that comfortable with um, you talking about um cultural appropriation and um you know and inclusion and all that um why don't you especially that you know in these difficult times that we live in i feel really triggered i feel really uncomfortable when i hear um someone like you talking about you know these these really delicate subjects so why don't why don't you just shut the fuck up all right, shut the fuck up and just listen. <laughs> I'm not talking that there was anything wrong with Frozen, all right? But I think it is time to talk about cultural appropriation, okay? Because it's a, it's, a, it's a delicate subject um, and it's not up for laughs, you know? It's not, it's not funny, okay? Um, <laughs> for example, you know, for example, I've been thinking about it a lot lately. Uh, hair sticks, you know, some women use hair sticks uh, I think it comes from Japanese culture. Um, fuck me if I'm wrong. I, I, I hope I'm right. But uh, actually, that's a good point. Is it cultural appropriation if I say something about a certain race, whatever, a certain culture, and um, without actually knowing all the facts? Well, now, Mike, that's actually just ignorance. Uh, that's not a cultural appropriation. Um, you know, I can explain to you what a cultural appropriation is, if you don't understand. Uh, no, thanks. Uh, I think I got my own definition. And my own definition of cultural appropriation is it's a fucking preposterous idea, okay? It's a fucking ridiculous idea. Um, it makes zero sense, okay? I heard uh, people saying that David, Al David Allen Coe, is a fucking racist. Okay, the guy's not fucking racist. He's wearing braids on his beard. Okay, he said it himself. Is that cultural appropriation? I don't fucking think it is. All right, 
uh, our dreadlocks on white people, fucking cultural appropriation. Um, I don't even think the fucking blackface, uh, you know, in, in a movie, that, that movie with Robert Downey Jr. I don't even think that was that ridiculous. It was just highly, highly over fucking exaggerated by all the woke fucking social justice warriors, which is what usually happens, you know. Um, they just got triggered. <laughs> All of a sudden, a blackface is a fucking problem. All right, I get it. It's maybe not the most delicate statement to make in a fucking movie. Uh, but then, for fuck's sake, why do you have to look for some fucking ulterior there? Why do you have to look for something deeply hidden? There is no fucking deeply hidden motive in that. It's just supposed to make you fucking laugh. Okay? This is exactly what's happening to comedy these days. You can no longer be fucking sarcastic. You can no longer be a fucking... You can no longer be roasting people. You can no longer say anything that's, you know, uh, gonna trigger anyone in any way whatsoever. In other words, you need to be careful what you say. Which is not how comedy works, okay? Comedy works in a way that I'm supposed to make you fucking laugh, all right? I'm not supposed to be fucking wondering whether or not I'm gonna offend somebody by saying whatever the fuck I have to say. Unless, obviously, it's like purposely uh, supposed to be offensive, okay? Um, but I'm not saying anything offensive on purpose. Just because you get offended by what I'm saying does not mean that I'm saying something wrong. Maybe it's your interpretation of it, or maybe it's the fact that once again, you think that the world revolves around you. Well, it doesn't, you fucking cunt. So, <laughs> don't you just fucking take it easy. All right, take it easy. All right, the world doesn't revolve around you. The shit ain't fucking as big as you think it is, all right? Just take it easy. Take a fucking deep breath. And just fucking meditate. I don't know. Do whatever you gotta do. The world doesn't revolve around you. It doesn't revolve around me. It doesn't revolve around your fucking neighbor. It does not revolve around Brad Pitt. The world revolves around itself. And we're just a bunch of fucking monkeys that should be happy that we get to enjoy the ride. But, obviously, that's not how... You know, our society operates. That's not how most of us think. Most of us wake up in the morning and forget about the fact that we are all just spinning on a fucking planet throughout infinity. And yes, Joe Rogan said that. Obviously, it's nothing new. It's not a new concept, that thought, that the fact, you know, that, that we're actually uh, extremely insignificant when you really think about it. And maybe that perspective could actually help people. And that's, that's what I've been saying forever. Um, not forever, but for as long as I've been um, thinking this way, that when you really think about it, that Joe Rogan was fucking right. That when you really think about it, most of the shit that we stress about on a daily basis is fucking insignificant when you really think about it big time. When you look at the bigger picture, all that shit that's troubling you at the moment, it really doesn't fucking matter. And I'm not saying marginalize your problems. I'm not saying ignore your fucking problems and just fucking be a hippie. No, I'm not saying that. 
You want to be a hippie, that's a great thing, okay? If that works for you. You want to be disciplined, I think that's even better. And most importantly, don't stress about shit that you have no control over, okay? Don't stress about shit that's out of your reach. Don't stress about shit that seems um, out of control in whatever way, by whatever means. Don't fucking think about that. Don't let that shit overwhelm you. Just instead, think about what can I do today in order to get better. Just this one fucking percent better. Not this giant leap, but one step. And before you know it, maybe you actually get where you're going. Maybe you you fucking got there before you know it. But there's one thing I know for sure. It's not gonna fucking get itself done. Okay? Shit is not gonna happen just because you thought about it just because you imagined it just because you put a fucking plan together in your head it's not gonna execute itself you need to execute your fucking plan so unless you do that don't expect your life to improve because it's not going to unless you get fucking lucky and you know what usually people who work hard for their success they're the ones who get lucky and the rest is just a bunch of fucking idiots uh, who who wait for the better time, wait for the good time, you know, for, for, for the best opportunity to grab it by the leg. They wait for the best fucking door to open in front of them, etc. It's not happening, okay? It's not going to fucking happen. If you haven't figured it out by now, if you haven't fucking figured it out um, yourself, then uh, let me tell you, it's not going to fucking happen unless you do something about it. So go and do something about it. Okay, but I've been changing um, topics quite a lot. So back to cultural appropriation and hair sticks. You know, one thing that no one's ever said that white trash women make everything better. (laughs) Actually, quite the opposite, if you ask me. Um, I think that white trash women make things worse in almost every case. Okay, and recently, I've been in that really white trash, broke-ass neighborhood um, where I fucking... Hold on a second, I'll get a phone call. All right, I'm back. Um, So, but yeah, I was in that fucking broke-ass neighborhood uh, with a friend of mine. And and if you saw the fucking houses, okay, it's hard to call those things houses, okay? They're made out of, like, corrugated tin on the outside, okay? It looks like fucking, like, I don't know, it's just, every house is in a different color. Some of them are, like, dark blue. Some of them are fucking pink. Some of them are orange, green. It's just, it looks like a fucking Muppet show of fucking white trash houses, all right? Um, White trash neighborhood. It's just fucking hilarious, all right? But anyways, like, if you saw the place, okay, and and some of the ladies over there, um, just fucking, just uh, otherworldly, fucking ugly, with, if you saw the fucking clothes they're wearing, okay, and... And obviously there was a lady wearing fucking chopsticks in her hair. And I was like, well, that's, that's the fucking ugliest geisha I've ever seen in my fucking life as I live and breathe. And she's fucking wearing fucking 
pajama bottoms as she's uh, walking her kid from school. So a lady with fucking chopsticks in her hair and fucking pajamas, all right? How low can you possibly fall in fucking society that you go pick up your kid from school in pajamas? All right? Like, give me a fucking break, okay? Give me a fucking break, seriously. Um, so, and, yeah, so that's, you know, unless you're some sort of a fucking celebrity with, like, fuck you money, like, you know what, I don't give a fuck, I can do whatever the fuck I want, look at me, I'm driving a fucking Range Rover and I'm picking my kid up in fucking pajamas, so go fuck yourselves, right, I get that, but if you're a fucking white trash and you go pick up your kid in fucking pajamas, then, well, then stay the fuck away from me (laughs) and the rest of the civilized world. Um, but yeah, so cultural appropriation, cut the long story short, um, is that cultural appropriation to wear fucking chopsticks in your hair as you go to school to pick up your kid in your fucking slippers and your pajamas? You're probably high on some fucking Xanax and fuck knows what, um, with the hubby, uh, sitting at home beating the fucking shit out of you. <laughs> Do you think is that cultural appropriation then um, to wear to wear chopsticks um, in in your hair on that occasion in those circumstances um, or maybe is it just preparation maybe they you know maybe they just want to be ready okay for when they need to eat <laughs> their fucking noodles all right I get it look. Look, maybe going to a sushi bar with chopsticks in your hair is perhaps not the most appropriate thing to do, considering that they have chopsticks there. But what if you, you know... um, But what if you get sushi from, like, you know, a uh, supermarket or something, okay? And and, and they don't have chopsticks? So maybe that's why they do it? (laughs) Well, okay. But why not just put them in your purse or a fucking handbag or whatever? Don't put the fucking chopsticks in your hair. That's what hair sticks are for. And and if you wear fucking pajama bottoms, then then wearing fucking hair sticks or chopsticks in your hair, I think that should be the the last thing on your fucking to-do list, okay? The least of your fucking concern should be whether or not to put chopsticks in your hair. Start with your fucking attire, okay? So how about you start with how you present yourself to the world, okay? If they see you wearing your fucking pajamas uh, and your fucking Crocs and your fucking stretched out t-shirt and your face the with your fucking... I, I, I just I just don't even want to ask. I'm trying to get that image out of my head. And whenever I fucking think about it, it, it like my brain constructs it more vividly. Uh, I, I, I want to forget about it, okay? I fucking regret saying it now, okay? <laughs> it, was, it was that bad, all right? It was that bad. Um, one thing that I could think of when it comes to chopsticks or hair sticks or whatever, putting those on your hair, ladies, is self-defense, okay? It could be probably good for, like, poking someone in the eye or something. But then I don't advocate it. Just 
just you know a quick disclaimer here that was uh, that was a joke don't ever do it unless your life depends on it okay now we've talked a little bit about the fucking Jason Bourne and we then talked about um, other movies on Netflix and then we talked about white trash women and something in the meantime I don't fucking remember I'll, I'll look into it later um, let's talk about a few more things okay First of all, doing something is better than not doing anything. And that applies to every single aspect of life. Okay. For example, are you um, stuck at home with a partner you can't stand? You're fucked because you got a fucking kid that, you know, with that asshole. And, uh, and you have to depend on him when it comes to, you know, taking care of the kid, etc. Well, I'll tell you what. If you're unhappy in that relationship and you only want to stick around because of the kid, it's probably not going to work itself out over time, okay? Eventually, you are going to settle for less. And eventually, that guy, you're just going to end up dragging him down. He's going to end up dragging you down. It's not going to work out. So don't fucking do it. Just look, if you see that it's not it's not going to work, Like if you, if you have the feeling now, like, ah, oh, you know what? I have this fucking miserable feeling that this isn't gonna work, okay? This is going nowhere. End it. End it that very moment. Don't fucking wait for the better. Uh, don't wait for times to improve because they ain't gonna improve, okay? Times are not gonna get better. You're fucked. You're in a fucked up situation and that's where you stand so you need to get out of it. Rather than fucking... Going like, oh, you know, time will tell, you know, maybe let's just give it some time. Okay, you know, he only slapped me once, you know. Look, I'll tell you where it's going, okay? He slapped you once, he's gonna fucking slap you again, most likely. And then you're gonna put up with it. Uh, and then one day you're gonna lose your shit and you're gonna fucking stab him. <laughs> or he's gonna end up beating you to death. You know, none of which is a good outcome. So, get out of it. If you're in a fucking toxic relationship that's eating you alive, get the fuck out of it. Because very, very rarely those things work out. You know, those things never work themselves out. You need to work it out. If you think that, if you, you know, I'm not talking about hope, okay? Hope is one thing. Realistic assessment is another thing. Okay, you need to do a proper assessment of what is going on, the situation you're in, and you need to be realistic with yourself. Okay, you need to say, okay, do I have the energy to put out with this shit? No. If I don't have the energy to put out with this shit, then what do I do? How do I deal with it? Am I gonna rethink my approach towards the whatever the situation I'm dealing with? Am I going to reassess my involvement? Am I going to reassess my contribution? Am I going to, in other words, think about where we stand, whether there is a point of working it out, um, or should I just move on? Should I just close this chapter and move on? And I'll tell you, usually moving on turns out to be a better solution. <laughs> Sometimes, okay, and I'm not... Once again, I'm not marginalizing anything and don't get me wrong. Things sometimes work out, but it's a lot of work. It usually requires lots of work, lots of effort, 
lots of commitment, lots of fucking swearing, lots of nerve, and lots and lots of patience and discipline. And as it turns out, most people aren't cut out for that kind of commitment. So when you see that shit isn't working, then you need to quickly make a, a calculation, okay? Make an assessment, make a whatever, like let's just try and work it out. Hey, where is this going? I can see it's not going towards the direction that I wanted it to go towards. Uh, it's headed towards the fucking rocky road. And I'm not saying my way or the highway. I'm just saying this is not going as I want it to go, okay? What do I do about it? Do I try and fix it or do I move on before I or the other person or the situation itself creates more damage than necessary? Damage is usually unnecessary. So, you know, to say, oh, that's, you know, that's more than necessary. Um, sure, I would say, create as little damage as possible. So if you see that something is creating more harm than good, then it's time to rethink it and perhaps come to a conclusion that, you know what, it's time to get the fuck out of this toxic fucking relationship, whatever it is, move on, leave them to their own fucking demise. Let them do whatever it is that makes them happy or if they're unhappy to so, you know, don't try and change people for, you know, who they are, whatever. People are what they are. If they want to change, they will change. But don't try and force it on them because it almost never works. So rather than trying to do that, think about yourself. Think about, okay, I've been trying. I've been trying hard with this person. I've been trying for this fucking whole thing to work out. It isn't working out. I no longer have the fucking time or the energy to waste on this fucking toxic shit. So I'm moving on. Rather than constantly bitching and constantly fucking complaining and constantly being upset with that other person and constantly being fucking unhappy and dissatisfied and miserable, why don't you, why don't you come up with something new for a change? Why don't you try something new, okay? Clearly what you've been doing for so long got you to where you're at which is not a happy place. In other words, whatever it is that you've been doing isn't working, okay? So change the way you think, change your approach, change your perspective, change your perception of a situation you're in. Change the way you approach the fucking problem that you have. Rather than, uh, rather than being passive, become aggressive. And I'm not saying aggressive as in beat the fucking shit out of your partner or whoever it is that you're in a relationship with. I'm not saying that. I'm saying aggressive, having an aggressive approach towards anything that you're dealing with, okay? Rather than being passive and just waiting for things to happen, how about you have some say about what's happening, about how things will progress etc how about you have some input and you will only have input when you start taking action rather than just bitching and rather than just complaining and i'm not saying that's easy but once again the easy road is the bitching and the easy road will get you nowhere or nowhere good that's for sure 
So stop bitching, get your fucking shit together and move on. And that's what I think about toxic relationships. If it's not working out for you, then then move on. That's it. Because time doesn't wait for anyone. And it's not going to wait for you. So once again, once you come to terms with the fact that the world doesn't revolve around you, the world just goes on. It's so much easier to disconnect yourself from people who drag you down. So don't let others drag you down. If someone wants to be fucking miserable, let them. Don't try and change people because it, it's almost never a good idea. Because um, they will usually just get back to being whoever the fuck they were in the first place. You know, it, it, that, that willingness, that will to change needs to come from from the inner you. <laughs> that's probably the most Zen thing I've ever said in my life. Um, but yeah, that's it. You know, you need to want to change in order to change. I can try and change you, but it's not going to work. So I'm not going to do that. You want to fucking do it, you do it. And that's what I think about your partner, etc. Don't fucking try and change them. If it's not working out, if you think that they're they're a fucking idiot, if they think that you're a cunt, then I'm sure there is a tiny, tiny grain of truth in every one of those statements and every one of those feelings. But end of the day, maybe it's just not meant to be. Maybe you just weren't meant to be together and maybe once that, you know, all of that hype, that initial hype of a relationship, once that all that hotness cools down, maybe that's when you realize, you know what, actually... I don't fucking like that person. I think they're a fucking dickhead or a bitch or whatever. Um, I don't. I don't think it's gonna work, and um, and I'm out. I'm moving the fuck on. I'm out of this shit. I'm out. That's it. End the fucking story. You go your way. I'm going my own way. Just it's it's not gonna work. There's no point. I don't have time for this shit. So let's just move on. That's what I think, you know. If you love somebody, you let them go. If um, if it was meant to be, then they'll come back, you know. If if it wasn't meant to be, then they'll they'll just leave you alone. And uh, you move on with your shit, you know. Don't like I said, don't let other people drag you down. I've I've listened to the Bill Burr's Monday Morning podcast um, recently. Um, very good episode. I listen to it every fucking day. Uh, but I've been listening to that episode from uh, 3rd January 2020. Um, and I don't know if it's in the first part or the or this second part of the podcast. Because after the uh, new episode, he plays uh, an old episode from a few years back. And one of those episodes from Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast uh, from 2nd of January, 2020, um, Bill Burr talks about those, you know, Jimi Hendrix's and uh, Richard Pryor's, all those would have been, um, had they not got together with some miserable twat who fucking drags them down. Uh, and and that is something that I promised to myself years ago. Listen, I will never ever let anyone miserable drag me down. 
just because they're fucking miserable. It's not happening. You want to be a fucking miserable bastard. You want to be a fucking miserable bitch. You do that. You go and do that, but leave me the fuck alone. Stay out of my world, okay? Because in my world, I despise mediocrity. I said it so many fucking times, and I'll say it again if I have to. Mediocrity, if that is something that makes you happy, then by all means, go and fucking be mediocre. And uh, let those who aspire a little bit higher than that uh, to do their shit. And so, yeah. So, you know, and for the most part, the truth is people who don't want you to be successful, people who want to drag you down, um, people who aren't happy with other people's success, um, those people are usually the ones who have nothing to offer. So when you really think about it, those are usually the, the fucking, uh, those are usually the people that you want to stay away from. So... Without further ado, let a hoe be a hoe, let a fucking loser be a loser, let a fucking hater hate, and you just focus on your own shit, you do whatever you want to do, and don't let that shit affect you, okay, don't let that shit get under your skin, because like I said, there will always be miserable people around. There will always be fucking haters. And there will always be a bunch of fucking losers around. And um, and just let them be. Just do whatever the fuck you want. Um, and just like Joey Diaz said, everybody's fucking slipping. Don't worry about it. In other words, you know, everyone's fucked up in their own way. Um, one way or another, you know, every, everybody's got some fucking issues. Almost everyone does something to alter their perception of reality. Uh, a lot of people smoke weed. Uh, more people drink alcohol. You know, other people smoke cigarettes, fucking sniff cocaine, do pharmaceutical drugs, um, all sorts of horrible shit, you know. And, and some, some do all of those things, okay? Uh, everyone's flawed in their own way, okay? Everybody's got some fucking issues. So take it easy, for fuck's sake. Don't get, don't, you know, don't get overwhelmed, once again. Um, and, and yeah, that's what I think, you know? <laughs> that's what I think. Um, the Born Legacy was a great movie, um, really really underrated um cultural appropriation is is really overrated um it's absolutely fucking insane uh to say to somebody that they shouldn't be wearing braids because they're white why don't you go fucking i don't know just just get your fucking life together sort your fucking life out find something meaningful to do you bunch of fucking social justice snowflake warriors, okay? Find something meaningful to do with your fucking miserable life. <clears throat> Maybe once you find some meaning, then you will realize that whatever the fuck you've been doing, that, you know, that, that weird cloud that you've been... I'm not going to say cloud nine because it sounds more dystopian than utopian. Um... But that fucking cloud of political correctness, wokeness, uh, that cloud of 
um, diversity and cultural appropriation and cancel culture, all that cloud will evaporate at some point because it has not much of a structure, you know, it doesn't really make sense. And things that don't make sense in nature usually fall apart. And so will this fucking ridiculous social construct that is, uh, that is no woke movement. Uh, it will fall apart, mark my words. I was wrong once, okay? I was wrong lately once uh, when I said mark my words about Donald Trump getting re-elected. Uh, as it turns out, it's going to take a little bit longer than that. Um, but I still think he will get re-elected. I might be wrong about this. Once again, I'm no political commentator or anything like that. But to say that we shouldn't have an opinion about the election, you know, about the Trump presidency, about Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, um, just because we're not citizens of the United States is a preposterous statement for one reason, because what United States does, the rest of the world usually follows. So when we're talking about getting Trump reelected or getting Joe Biden and Kamala Harris to do one of the most responsible jobs that are out there, um, yeah, I think I have something to say. You know, I think you'd have to be extremely narrow-minded to say that only Americans should comment on that. And in all fairness, usually only extremely narrow-minded people make those kind of statements. So, like I said, you know, fuck them. Let them be. And uh, maybe let's move on and talk about some LinkedIn posts for a minute. Okay, let's just go to LinkedIn dashboard. And, uh, okay, let's start with a corny quote by Gary V. Patience is the core ingredient to success for most people. Well, doesn't that just sound fucking recycled? Um, <laughs> but true, so very true. Patience is the core ingredient uh, to success for most people. So, what the fuck am I talking about? Let's, let's hit the like. Um, thanks for that, Gary V. Uh, that's very insightful. Um, now, Energy Fitness says, Keep gyms open. Gyms are safe. Gyms support health. Gyms are essential. Hashtag keep gyms open. I agree 100%. Fucking exercise, working out. Those things are essential. Okay? Whatever kind of fucking exercise, whatever kind of fucking workout, whatever you want to call it, just do something. Get your fucking ass up. Get off the fucking couch, you lazy cunt. Get your fucking shit together. Start doing something physical. And smoothly moving on to the next post. This one by Grant Cardone. Good old Grant says... You sleep like you're rich, I'm up like I'm broke. And those, those are the fucking words to live by. You sleep like you're rich, I'm up like I'm broke. And you know what? I'm up. I'm up early. I don't fucking waste time, okay? Okay, this morning I, I, I slept a little bit longer than usual. Um, but then I watched that 
born legacy last night, so I went to sleep real late. And, you know, had I finished watching it last night, it would be even later. So perhaps it's a good thing that I didn't, that I will finish it tonight. Um, but yeah, some people sleep like they're fucking rich. Most people sleep like they're rich, like they have too much fucking time on their hands. And most people do very little in order to get better. And you know what? You can be uh, the top hater on LinkedIn. You can be a top hater on YouTube. You can be the biggest fucking loser ever. Do you think Grant Cardone gives a fuck about you? Do you think Grant Cardone really gives a fuck about those haters? And I'm not saying he's a pristine character. Everybody's flawed, okay? In one way or another. And I'm not defending the guy. I'm just saying... He says a lot of really, really wise, insightful shit that you can learn something from. You don't have to go to the 10x conference and spend $10,000 on a diamond ticket. You can do that. I'm not really sure what exactly you expect from that experience. But tell me one thing, one thing that's wiser than what Grant Cardone says about sleeping like you're broke, about getting up early. Tell me one fucking thing that will change my life for the better. Like this quote. Tell me one fucking thing that will be more insightful than this. See, you have nothing to say. You usually have very little to say. That's why you don't fucking say much. Um, or am I just talking to myself still? Um, <laughs> But yeah, I've got this, uh, I found this post, okay, by the female influencer, okay, well, that alone tells you much already, but let's get to the post. So, the female influencer posted a picture of the late Ruth Bader Ginsburg, um, and her quote saying, Women belong in all places where decisions are being made. Something that I totally agree with, okay? I 100% agree with that statement. Women belong in all places where decisions are being made. Fair play. But then the female influencer wrote, We all know the future belongs to women. Hashtag female influencer. Hashtag women empowerment. Hashtag leadership. Leader, leadership, 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 leadership. I don't know what the fuck that you mean, but hey, whatever. So she says, we all know the future belongs to women. And I uh, then then <laughs> then there is a few uh, comments that I really liked, like. Uh, Yes, girl! Or like, the world is in chaos. Whose decision was this? Or like, <sighs> here's, a, here's a female defender. Men of quality respect women's equality. Okay? I'm sorry. <laughs> Can you say that again? Men of quality respect women's equality. Okay. Sweet. Yeah, sweet. All right. Um, 
that just sounds like a fucking Weasley thing to say. But hey, whatever. Uh, kiss the ass even more if if that's what you what you gotta do. Um, I I said, I wrote. Wouldn't you rather say that the future is more about harmony between men and women? I'm gonna get a, quite a few likes, so. But hey, fuck him. <laughs> Who gives a shit, right? Um, but yeah, so. We've talked about the Jason, uh, sorry, the Born legacy. Um, then I've talked about the cultural appropriation and uh, chopsticks and a hair sticks and all that shit. What else have I talked about today? Some some movies that I liked uh, and would like to be on Netflix. Um, I think I also should talk about depression, okay? Very briefly, uh, because it is worth a whole episode uh, to be dedicated to it. Uh, but very quickly, you know, cut the long story short, depression is a serious thing um, and the whole mental health, you know, thing. It's, it's, it's serious. It should not be marginalized. It should not be uh, ignored. It shouldn't be fucked around with, etc. Um, it should be approached correctly. Um, and it's not an easy thing to deal with, okay? For most people that are struggling with depression or any other, you know, mental, whatever condition, it is usually a hard, hard fight. Let's just make one thing clear. I used to be on very strong antidepressants back in 2017. I was a little bit depressed. Things weren't working out for me. Um, just cut the long story short. Cut the whole fucking sub story. Um, pharmaceutical drugs can fuck you up severely, okay? Me, back in 2017, it was about mid-2017, I got hooked up on some prescription meds. Um, you know, my doctor um, wrote me a prescription for two different antidepressants. Um, and those made me feel like shit, like literally made me feel like shit. I couldn't get a hard on. Uh, I was even more depressed uh, day to day, um, imbalanced, you know, I felt like shit all day long, couldn't sleep well, I had a fucking serious constipation. Uh, and once I threw those fucking drugs away, I then had a diarrhea for a few days as a result of withdrawal. And uh, and only about a week after I put them away, my dick started getting hard again. Um, and and yeah, it was really you know I was a, at a really young age. It, it it just sounded like a ridiculous fucking thing, uh, and it really freaked me out at the time. And they those those fucking pharmaceutical drugs, those antidepressants they didn't make me feel any better at all. They made me feel a lot lot worse. And uh, and eventually I figured that, you know what, I just need to get my fucking shit together and I need to put in some work and then I'm going to get better. But I'm not going to get better just because some fucking doctor uh, gave me a prescription for some fucking magic pill. Because the magic pill doesn't exist. Some of them will make you feel a little bit better, but you got to weigh in whether or not it's worth the, you know... The cost that you'll have to pay. Uh, and we're talking about the side effects. We're talking about the long-term use. 
there's always some consequences. None of it's a fucking... None of those things give you a get-out-of-jail-free card when it comes to health. No, usually they drag consequences along with them. Um, and usually it will take a while for those consequences to uh, to grow into a size that you will actually... That will actually affect your life on a day-to-day basis. Um, that's just what I think. Once again, you might say that I'm full of shit, but I do believe that depression needs to be handled differently than through pharmaceuticals. It should more likely be handled through discipline. You know, implement discipline in your life and your life will become a lot, lot better. Implement some consistency in your life and implement some plans that you will then try and execute or things that you will work on, you know, things that you will try and improve your skills, whatever it is, try and get better at something. And perhaps your life will become better. And rather than getting overwhelmed by depression and by dark thoughts, try and look at the bright side and think about, you know what, those things that are so fucking serious right now, right this moment, those things that I couldn't see a way out of, you know, those fucking things that are that that are, you know, dragging me down. All those things, when you look at them from a different perspective, most of those things don't matter. Most of those things aren't really as fucking significant as one might think when they're in a situation. When you look at the situation from the outside, when you just try and change your point of view, when you just try and look at the bigger picture, then you realize that, you know what, this is temporary, I'm going to get out of it. Okay, it looks like there is no way out, but I'm going to figure it out. And the magic pill is not going to help me do that. The magic pill will maybe help the pain go away or something like that. But the long term, the long term pain, it's there. And pharmaceutical drugs ain't going to do shit. You need to put in work. You need to get your fucking shit together. You need to realize that the world is not going to wait. The time's not going to wait. No one's going to fucking wait for you to get your shit together and get better. Unless you're surrounded by some people who really don't give a fuck about themselves. um, Or who are comfortable with other people being miserable. But you don't want to be around people like that. You don't want to be hanging out with anyone who intends to drag you down. Okay? If you're around people who don't want to work on themselves, then those aren't the people to be around when you're depressed. When you're depressed, you need to surround yourself with excellence. And rather than being overwhelmed by that excellence, rather than uh, let it make you feel like shit, you should learn a lesson from people who strive to become excellent at something and realize that it's all about hard work and repetition and commitment and sacrifice. And, if, and, and, and the moment you realize those things, it will become easier for you to deal with your fucking depression and knock that shit in its place, knock that shit out of your way and, uh, and just move on with your life. And whatever damage has been done, you can usually fix that shit. So don't, you know, don't let yourself down 
by your fuck-ups from the past. Learn from those fuck-ups. If you got depressed because of something, then, then you need to look inside yourself rather than go to the doctors and get a fucking prescription. Because that's not going to solve your problems. Not on the long term. Not on the long run. And that's what you should focus on. You should focus on the long run. Because you're not around for, for the next day or two. You're around for, for a while. You're probably going to be around for a while. If you do take care of yourself properly. So that includes mental health. So get your fucking shit together. Get your ass up. Start doing something physical. Start doing something that gives your life meaning. And immediately you will see which of the things is right and which isn't. And procrastination and sitting on your ass and taking the easy road is almost never right. And it's never, ever a good idea if you intend to make progress. So don't fucking be a miserable bitch. Once again, get your shit together and things will things will be all right. And and until then yeah.